On this episode of the Competing for Christ podcast, Kelsey Linsman, entrepreneur, sports medicine specialist, sought-after speaker, and powerlifter, joins the show to talk about empowering women and a special mission that she is about to embark on. She has a passion for physical fitness, highlighting what women can do, all while showing Christ through her actions. As you'll soon hear more about, this year, Kelsey is doing something called Mission 48, in which she is completing 48 fitness competitions in 48 days in 48 different states, bringing awareness to Ruling Our Experiences, aka Rocks, a nonprofit that develops confident girls who control their relationships, experiences, decisions, and futures. Today, we get to discuss how she plans on doing this, how she got involved with Rocks, and of course, how she plans to spread awareness for women in athletics and fitness while spreading the love of Christ in each event. So let's get into it today, and please be sure to share this episode and subscribe to our show, as this topic not only will help you, but it can help anyone that listens to it, especially women that need a boost of confidence in their lives or just need to hear the gospel of Jesus. Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today our special guest is Kelsey Lensman. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on today. It's an honor to have you on. Ken, I appreciate it. Like I shared with you a little bit before, I love what you're doing here with Competing for Christ, and um, I think it's an amazing just what your message and everything like that. So I appreciate having me. Yeah, of course, of course. What you're doing too is awesome. Uh, just empowering women and just doing that through athletics is so cool. But we'll touch on that uh, throughout this conversation today. But as we do kick it off, I would love to talk about just how Christ has um, interceded in your life, affected your life, and obviously in your athletic career. Oh, Ken, that's a deep question right there. I mean, it's interesting. So I grew up, I'm not anti anything, but I grew up Catholic and it wasn't something that I really had a relationship with God. And so I would go to church some Sundays, not every Sunday because I was in sports and it was just something that kind of checked off the box for me as I was growing up. And um, it was important, but it wasn't anything to the extent that it is now for me. And then when I went to college, I, I lost it. I didn't really focus on it at all. It wasn't a big part of my life or what I thought was a big part of my life. And then we'll get into a little bit of my story, but then I kind of 180'd my life in my junior year of college and lived a completely different way than I was my first two years. And during that time frame, when I was working on me from a fitness standpoint, I felt like something was still missing. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting more physically fit, but I was like, there, there has to be more. And so I remember I, I went to Ohio State and I remember walking to the Barnes and Nobles, which is the big bookstore at Ohio State. And I walked up or went up the escalator, turned left, went all the way to the Bible section. And I had no idea what I was looking for. I had no idea what Bible to choose. There's a billion of them. So I just went and I found the first one. It was purple and I picked it off the shelf. I'm like, all right, take it home with me. So when I took that home and I remember in that time frame, I didn't even know how to pray. I Googled on Google, where do I even start in the Bible? And it took me to one of the Testaments. And so I remember I wrote just a small little passage. I would read one paragraph and write on a note card what date it was, the verse that I read, and then just a small passage. And I was like, dear God, I don't know if you're out there. I've always been curious about you, but I don't, I don't know if you're out there. But if you are, like, please come into my life. Like, I need you. And in that time frame, Kem, it was probably like a six, seven month where I was just 
really trying to find myself again. I would write my little passage every single morning. I finally started then going to a church that was local to me. And that was the first time where I really even heard about a relationship with God. Um, Not just something that is this kind of figure that's far away, but more of developing a relationship and talking with him and bringing him into your life versus just being a part of your life. And in that time frame, Ken, that was that was a big change in my life. I went from thinking I was going to graduate in four years, go to physical therapy grad school and just have basically my whole life planned out to two months before I graduated, basically saying, hey, I want to start a business, not go to physical therapy grad school. And God was honestly the reason for that. He gave me that like urge and that, that gut feeling of like, Kelsey, you're meant for something more. And if it wasn't for my faith, there's no way I would have had the courage to start my business and even the courage to do what I'm doing today. So mm. I know that's a long story, but long story short, it's very important to me and it's helped me a ton <laughs> yeah. in what I've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that really touches on like, if you search for God, he's going to make himself known one way or another, no matter if you realize it or not. Um, I'm sure on that journey, there were so many times where, you know, you, you saw glimpses of him and throughout your life. Um, what was your relationship with athletics growing up? Obviously you're a power lifter now, but what was that relationship like? I was athlete growing up. So I did basketball, volleyball. When I think back to my childhood, some people remember like playing in the streets or like just doing different stuff. I just remember practice. I remember <laughs> practice and games. That's what I remember through all throughout elementary, middle school and high school. And then going into college, I rode for Ohio State on the rowing team, which I never did before my freshman year. And then after that, I basically was presented with the choice of you either continue on the sports team at Ohio State or you choose clinicals because I was in sports medicine there. And so that's when I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be a professional rower. So I chose more sports medicine. And that was also a time frame, though, and this also leads to a lot of why I do what I do is there was this identity crisis almost of I was that athlete. I'm not anymore. Like, who am I now? You know, so I was always an athlete, though, growing up, but I lost that for a period of time, for sure. Yeah, that's that's so big. And I think no matter which stage of life you stop playing sports, that's always a big it's always a big thing when you lose something that's so near and dear to your heart. Um, but I, I want to touch on Empower Her Fitness, the business that you run. How how have you used that to spread awareness for self-confidence for women? For me growing up, I'll give you a little backstory about how I viewed confidence because it was a rude awakening for me. Mm. When I think back to my high school and even early college years, people might look at me and be like, oh, she was confident. I felt like the least confident human out there. I thought it was something that other people had and I didn't have. I'm like, oh, well, I guess they just got the confidence stick and I got the short end of the stick. And so it was something, Ken, that I struggled with a lot. And I'm not saying I'm at this place where I never struggle with it now because I think it's an evolving journey, but how I view it is very differently. And so what I realized through going through my own fitness journey And yes, getting a body I didn't think I could get or like getting these external things, I realized that it was an internal game and that confidence doesn't come from a car, doesn't come from a body, a six pack, anything like that. It's you keeping promises to you. And when you realize that self-confidence is truly self-trust, it's like, hey, I'm going to go work out tomorrow. Do you actually do it or you just snooze your alarm, you know? And so when you start keeping those promises to yourself, you're not going to be perfect. But when you start almost like putting that bank account of like, all right, I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it into me, that's where everything can change. And so that's where Empower Fitness kind of was born is I realized that something I struggled with so much when I was growing up, 
I now, now felt that confidence that I never thought that I could get. And it was me just doing the things, helping my fitness, helping my relationship with God, helping my nutrition, and me pulling all those pieces together to truly get me to a spot where I'm like, oh, I never thought I could get here, you know? And so that's what we want to do with Empower Fitness is it's kind of cheesy, but like to empower women specifically of it's not an external game, it's an internal. And when you can keep those small little notches going every single day, that's when everything can change for you. Um, and it's available to everybody. I say it's built, not or, or built, not given, you know, so when you can build that confidence within you, that's when it gets really good, really exciting too. Yeah, that is really exciting. And why, obviously, you just touched on a little bit um, of being uncomfortable and having that confidence, building that confidence. Why is it important for women to step out of their com- comfort zone and do something challenging? And I mean, I think every single person in this world should do something challenging and step out of their comfort zone. Oh, that hits home to me. I'll tell you that. Like people kind of see my Instagram today and they're like, oh, like you do these competitions, you're fit, like all this stuff. Again, I never thought I'd be doing this stuff today. I never thought I could deadlift over 300, like any of this, right? And so I say, especially for me growing up, like I was a very comfort zone girl. Like it was, I did the right thing. I said, yes, I I just stayed in my lane, you know? And I never really truly stepped out or it was a little bit uncomfortable. So as soon as I felt uncomfortable, I came back into that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I realized as you seek challenging things, like as you seek, for me, it was physically challenging things. I would get in the gym and I didn't think I could hit this PR, but I actually did it. And I'm like, oh, like if I can do that, what else can I do? You know, and we see it so much. We also do empower her fitness events, which are all women's strength events. We run around the country and it was, it's adorable. We have women 12 all the way up to 70 plus years old. And a lot of them, we have it this weekend, actually, they're shaken, they're nervous and they step up on the platform and you can tell everything in their body is like, get out the door, like just leave, go out the back door. But they step up there and they do it scared. They're uncomfortable and they actually like pull up whatever pound deadlift that they have and they boom, pull it up. And it's like in that moment, every belief of what they're capable of just breaks. Like every limitation of what they think that they can do just breaks. And I tell them if they didn't actually step out of their comfort zone because they were scared going in, they would not even see a glimpse of their potential. Like they wouldn't even see an ounce of what they are. So that's where it's a huge thing for me because I think if you can physically seek something hard, it will then ask you in other areas of like, oh, Like, what am I capable of in my career? What am I capable of in my relationship with God? Like, what am I capable of in all these different areas that I've put a limitation on and I didn't even realize it? So I could go on for days about that, but I'm very passionate about that piece of it. For me personally, like, I I am so comfortable doing physical things, but when it comes to having, like, day-to-day conversations and social interactions, I get so nervous and it's so outside of my comfort zone. If you would have told me five years ago that I had a podcast, I would have said you were crazy because I, that was, it's so scary to me still nowadays. But yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said, stepping out of your comfort zone and being able to just do something that is so challenging helps you spiritually, physically, mentally, no matter what it is. And think about that. I don't mean to cut you off on that, but I want to hit home before you ask another question on this of like, for you, Ken. Say you never stepped out of your comfort zone to do this podcast. I want you to think about the hundreds, if not thousands of people that will listen to this and potentially could be led to Christ through listening to an episode, you know, and it's because you had the courage, it gives me goosebumps to even talk about it, but you had the courage to step out and say like, I'm scared. 
Like even till this day, I might've done, done this podcast for years, but like I still get nervous, but I do it anyway. Look at the open door you're able to help other people potentially have in their life, you know? So I just think about it, like it's so much greater than just us. And I think not that it's a selfish thing if you keep yourself comfortable, but think about the lives that you can touch if you actually took a step out. And for me, that's what keeps me doing it. Even if I'm scared out of my brains to do it, it's like, girls, like other people like need this, you know, so you got to leave first. You can't expect somebody else to do it. So I appreciate you doing this, even if you are nervous or have been nervous with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been an ongoing journey for sure. Um, but like I always tell myself, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Um, so and that's been so, so big in my life. But Kelsey, as we, as we get into our conversation about women empowerment and what you're doing for that, I want to tell you that 60% of my audience is actually women. So like you're talking to a majority of women. What's one piece of guidance that you would give them about staying true to who they are and help them feel empowered? I think in nowadays, especially social media, um, we can get so filtered, literally filtered through who we think we need to be for other people, right? Who we think we need to be to look the best on social, who we think we need to be to, for our significant other, for our family, you know? And I think, and that's something that hasn't always been easy for me. You know, I'm by nature a pleaser. I want to help people, but I also give a lot, you know? And through that time frame, I can I can tend to lose myself and I have lost myself before. And I think for especially anybody, but especially women of like, your superpower is you. Like that is, nobody has the you that God gave you, you know? And I think for me, that has been such a, something that I need to remind myself of, even the weird things that I do, even the things that I'm not great at, like your superpower, Ken's not you, I'm not you, like it is you. So the the dreams, the um, like things that are placed in your heart, nobody else is meant for them besides you. Like, like you said, like, you're not qualified. He calls you and then you get qualified through just taking action, you know? And so I I just want to share that no matter what age you are, no matter what, um, like anything, like you, your superpower is you. And when you start to really allow yourself to take the masks off of who you think you need to be, you realize you're pretty dang on cool. But then at the same time, even the weird things that you think nobody hits with, like somebody needs you, they need you out there. And so you keeping yourself back or putting a mask on is not only not helping you, it's not helping the hundreds of thousands of people that need you to be you. Wow. That's, that's so good. And as we, as we talk about what you're doing this year, when, uh, when people say you're going on a mission trip, they don't usually associate what you're doing with a mission trip, but it's called Mission 48. Would you please explain what that is and the mission that you will be going on throughout this year? I'll tell the backstory of it too, because it is very much a God thing. So what I'm doing, it's called Mission 48. And what I'll be doing is I'll do 48 different fitness competitions. So one day could be marathon, next day could be a powerlifting meet, next day could be a CrossFit event in 48 states in 48 days. And so we're going to hit, it's crazy. I still don't know how logistically we're going to do it, to be honest with you. Um, but we're going to hit a state a day and do a competition a day. And the biggest thing, Ken, is I don't want this just to be about me. I don't want people to be like, oh, look at this girl doing all these competitions. I want this to inspire women, inspire girls, inspire anybody. Like I don't care, male, female, anything. That number one is you push your limits, 
and do something hard, you realize you can build true self-confidence in yourself. And it's just about pushing that hard a little bit and you realize all of this capabilities within you, right? And so I think that's something, Ken, that really hits home with me deep as we're going on this mission. I didn't even think about it as a mission trip, but honestly it is because this is, it's very much a God thing. And it's funny, I had this dream, Ken, two years ago. Two years ago, I had this idea. It is 2023 for now, those that are listening. This was two years ago, 2021, early 2021. And I had this idea of like, oh, like what if I saw this other guy do this different thing and I'm like, oh, like that's awesome. But like, what if I did exactly what I said? And I'm like, oh, I just push it down, right? Like, is it distracting me? I don't know how I'm gonna do this. All of the questions that can come up when you have this big idea or this big dream, it's like, it's so far in the distance, you don't even know how to get there. So then for me, I didn't even try for two years, you know, but but the stirring in my heart like kept coming up. I kept having this like, what if thought? What if, Kels, what if? And it would have been last September. So about eight months ago, I finally got to a spot where this stirring in my heart was so much. I was kind of dissatisfied, not dissatisfied with what I was doing because I love the business that we're running, but I thought like, there's gotta be more. Like there has to be something different and more. And so I remember I walked my dog, his name's Captain, he's a little pit mix, walked him for like four hours. And I was just talking with God. I was like, God, like I need something, I need a sign, I need something in my life to tell me, should I do this? Or is this something where I just need to push it on the back burner, like it's okay if I don't do it, but it's just not for me right now, right? And so I remember getting home that night and I wrote a little prayer on my little journal. And I said, dear God, I need you to give me the biggest sign, not this little tap on the shoulder, but like the biggest sign that you got to smack me over the head with of like, Kels, go this route. Either is fine. If it's yes, beautiful. If it's no, beautiful. But like, I need either an open door or a closed door because I can't make this decision on my own. And I'll have you, at Ken, the next morning. I train every morning. It's just a part of my routine. Usually every morning I'll go and listen to music. But for some reason, the next morning I put on a podcast and so I scrolled to my podcast, boom, clicked the first one. And as I was listening to it, I was actually back squatting. <laughs> and I was listening to it in the back squat. It was this individual that was explaining he had a big expedition, but he also called it mission. And he said, as he was trekking a solo expedition across Antarctica, what he like, the challenges that he overcame, how much money he raised for charity, like just the lessons that he took and was able to share with everybody. And it was such a mirror kind of what I wanted to do with Mission 48. And I was literally mid back squat. I was, I was pulling up and I'm like, all right, you're doing it. Like, Kels, what big of a sign do you want? Then literally this guy that did the exact same similar thing, like quit playing small here. You don't know how you're going to do it. You have no clue even where to start, but you have to take a step and then you have to trust that if this is a calling, yes, you got to take action, but you got to trust in something so much bigger than you, you know? And so that's where it originated from, which is why it honestly aligns so well with your podcast, because it really is every podcast that I've done so far, I've talked about God because he's literally the reason why I've even pursued this thing. Cause I pursued Kelsey was too afraid to, but Kelsey with God can figure it out somehow, you know? Yeah. Wow. That is an unbelievable story. And crazy, right? I, it's, it's so crazy. And you know, on this journey, you'll be doing, you know, races, powerlifting, CrossFit, and so much more. I, I couldn't even do two days, let alone 48 days of it. I don't know how I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you most looking forward to and least looking forward to of those events? That's a great question. 
most looking forward to are the people I'm going to meet. Mm. 100%. The people I'm going to meet, the stories I'm going to have. Like I said, I don't want this just to be me gallivanting around the country and um, me doing it on my own. Like I want people to join me. I want... I actually have a massage therapist, amen, that she's coming with me. And this is a, incredible. This just shows that this is wants to be bigger than me, right? Because she's coming on and she's not like the most physically fit. She doesn't train every day. She doesn't lift weights. And so as we were talking about this and she was really excited about it to come on, she's like, Kelsey, I have an idea. And I was like, oh, tell me your idea. And she goes, in every single state that we go to, like your heart might be this marathon. Like That's my heart for sure. I don't even know how I'm going to do a marathon. But like your heart might be this different thing, right? But she goes, in every single state, I want to walk a mile. And I was like, Denise, that is incredible. Because for her, like she needs to get fit enough to be able to walk consecutively a mile in 48 states, you know? And that just for me, it gave me goosebumps that she shared it with me because that was the culmination of why I wanted to do it. It's not about you being able to do a marathon with me, but like if your heart is a mile, if your heart is half a mile, like if we can grow this community of individuals that are just pushing outside of their comfort zone, that's what I'm super jazzed about. So that's what I'm most excited for, least excited for. I hate running, Ken. <laughs> I hate running. It is my least favorite. I have a 50K run on there. I have a marathon on there. I don't know how I'm physically going to do it, to be honest with you, but I'm going to figure it out. So least is probably going to be some of the very least, but also I'm excited about it. Um, some of the dark, deep conversations I'm going to have to have with myself because I know that it's going to be very hard at times. There's times where I'm going to be like, why am I doing this? There's times where I'm going to want to quit, to be completely honest with you. And I'm excited to see how I respond and what comes up for me in that. So I think that that's the most, but also the least excited for me. I'm so happy to announce that this podcast is brought to you by Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and without him, nothing is possible. He continues to help this podcast, and it would not be where it is today without his grace, his mercy, and his love. You can find him at biblecom especially in verses like John 3.16, Romans 5.8, 1 John 4.19, and really the entire thing. But make sure to go find him because he is the only thing in this world that will satisfy you. How do you plan to to stay the course and push through even during those 50K marathons and everything like that? What what are some of the things that you'll tell yourself or remind yourself during that? Oh, I think I'm going to be praying a lot, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be praying a lot. Um, what I did, and this is by no, by no means similar to this. It's not even to the capacity. But I did, I did a competition, actually two of them about a year ago, six months ago, where it was 24 different fitness competitions in 24 hours. So you are 24 events, 24 hours. So you did like this event, you slept for, or not slept, you just stayed up basically for the whole 24 hours. And it was very challenging. Like it was ran by this big military guy. So he did not go easy on us. And I remember getting to like workout 10, 11, 12, where you are sleep deprived, you're exhausted, you have no idea how you're going to be able to pick up this 200 plus pound, whatever it was, and your body gets it done. Like what one of the biggest things that I took away from that is our biggest limitation is usually our mind. It's not our body. Right. And so for me, I think it was such a, a learning lesson of 
your body is going to figure it out. It's your mind that you have to keep going. And for me, like I said, I got to rely not just on myself. I'm like, God, if you've placed me here, I need you to help me through this, you know? And I think it's just going to be like, Kelsis is so much bigger than you. We're partnering with a charity. It's called Rocks Ruling Our Experiences. And um, they do 20-week programs in schools for girls, talking about self-confidence, talking about leadership, the stuff that I wish I would have had when I was their age. And so I think in those really dark moments, Ken, I'm going to have to be like, hey, there's one little girl out there that needs you. Like she needs you to keep freaking going. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, I think I'm going to have to pull like that big why up because I don't necessarily want to keep going for myself, but for a little girl that I know is struggling with maybe confidence, like I'm going to push through a 50K for her, you know? So I think that that's, I'm going to have to dig deep on that for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be really tedious, but I think, um, having that positive self-talk and mindset will help you so much more um, than you know having a negative or uh, neutral mindset, I should say. Going through this life as a Christian, we're we're always on a mission. You know, we're always on a mission to share the gospel, share what Jesus has done for us. How do you plan to incorporate that big mission into Mission Forty Eight and ultimately your entire athletic journey? Honestly, I think. I don't have a strategic plan. So I don't have like, oh, on this day, I'm going to talk about God. And on this day, I'm going to talk about God, you know. But I think it's going to become very organic through just how I live my life via basically podcasts like this, right? I said every podcast, I've done like six podcasts. There has been a story about God redirecting me or starting this mission. Like there has been something that I've shared that it's not me just trying to like wrangle people in and say, okay, everybody has to follow. But it's like, I hope I just plant the seed. And somebody of like, oh, wait, she hasn't always been like this. Like the Kelsey in high school was very not confident. The Kelsey in high school never thought that she could do this physically, mentally, emotionally in all the ways. So like there's got to be something more to her, you know, and the more to her is for me is not the gifts that I have. It's not like, yes, I, God's blessed me with amazing things, but I wasn't the most athletic in high school. I wasn't like this most on this pedestal. Oh, she's going to do all these things, you know, but it's something way deeper than that. And and I hope that I get to share that through uh, the videos that I do, the people that I talk to of like, there's something so much greater, you know? And I hope, honestly, the way that I lead my life, not even just by me communicating, but how I act, like I hope that that's what opens the door for a lot of people. Um, so no strategic plan, but honestly, I, there's gonna be a lot of God moments on here because I still don't know how we're gonna do it. So he's gotta be a part of it somehow. Yeah, and I think even in the the unknown God knows, God knows the known. Like he will, he will, he will find ways in order for you to incorporate that even through your actions, through your words. Um, and as we're always talking about how to let Christ be visible in everything that we do, including athletics, how, how can athletes be better about sharing, showing Christ, uh, through our actions, whether it be in the gym, in the, on the court, on the field, whatever it is. First thing that comes to my brain is be a good human. I think that that's not talked about enough is, yes, please talk about God. Please share what he's done for us. But be a good human. And good humans will attract 
other people that are hurting or are bro- like we're all broken, you know? And I think if we can lead with our just being a good human, that will open the door for other people that might be close off initially to then be like, oh, like talk about sports, talk about it, like talk about whatever it is. But as they get to know you, there's going to know something that's a lot deeper. And then they're going to be curious of like, oh, and I think that's something that, and the reason why I pursue honestly these athletic endeavors is because physically I never thought I could do the things that I'm doing today, you know, and the amount of conversations that have been started by something fitness that I've done, whether it be a competition, whether it be um, an Instagram post, whatever it is, it's like, I almost get them in the door from fitness. And then they really get to know my heart, they get to know like, what I'm really about. And that's where the faith conversations come in. That's where the God conversations come in. So I think, kind of to go full circle, what I shared of like, you're your superpower, basically, whatever your superpower is, like, share that with the world, because little do you know, that might be the open door for people to actually find Christ, find faith through you. And people need that. A lot of people need that. Um, We all need it, but especially a lot of different people in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And Kelsey, I I really do appreciate your time today. The last question I had for you, um, really... I mean, it's why you're doing Mission 48. You are doing it for a charity. Can you just explain what that organization is and does and how people can get involved through you? Yeah, I love Rocks. So Rocks is short for Ruling Our Experiences. And they're actually based in Columbus, Ohio, which is where I live. And I got involved with them about three and a half, probably four years ago. And it was with a different counselor that was at a local high school or middle school that I'm very close with. And she's like, hey, Kels, can you come in and talk to our rocks girls? I'm like, what is rocks? But okay, I'm in. And so I ended up going in and she was talking with me about this program that these middle schoolers were doing. And they were talking about body image, confidence, how to say no, how to like appropriately communicate with other people, leadership skills. And I'm like, you're telling me they're getting these lessons in middle school that I didn't even learn at all in school, but especially I had to go seek out when I was 20s. And a lot of people that are even 60, 70, 80 don't even know the stuff. Like we had to like seek it out, you know? And so as I was speaking with these girls, I, they just started firing back things at me. They're like, they were talking about confidence, the way that I viewed confidence of it's not this body, it's this like internal game. And I'm like, all right, I got to learn a little bit more about this charity. And so what the charity is, is they do 20 week programs in elementary, middle school and high schools, and they basically facilitate other guidance counselors. They teach their methodology to other guidance counselors that then go through these 20 week programs. And like I said, they talk about body image, confidence, the way to lead, the way to not keep yourself small, but like to be who you are. And I was actually talking with uh, about a month ago with a small group in an elementary school. And I asked the teachers there, I was like, okay, be honest with me. Like, is this something that they just hear and it goes in one ear out the other? Like, yes, it's great things to talk about, but it doesn't actually hit home. Or or does this actually impact young girls? Like, is this actually being something different for them? And she was like, Kels, she was like, I've talked to the janitors here. And I've asked like, hey, do you notice a change in them? And the janitors of the school, not even the teachers, the janitors are like, we notice a difference in these rocks girls. Mm. And I was like, I'm sold. Like, wow. I'm sold. 
And they're just, they're a great charity, great community. I, our big goal for Mission 48 is to fund 10,000 girls for the ROCKS programs, hopefully get ROCKS programs, honestly, in my opinion, in all schools, but at least in the 50 states. I know they really want to push that out um, end of this year, next year. So that's our big goal, honestly, Ken, for Mission 48 is to, if we can start them young with some of these values when they principles, hopefully then we don't have to course correct so much when they're older or later, you know? And so that's, it's, it's close to my heart, but I'm excited to partner with them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is so exciting. And yeah, for people listening, definitely do research, try to get involved with that program or that organization. Cause that seems like such a great resource for so many girls and women all over the nation. But Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I respect everything that you're doing and I really just wish you so much good luck uh, with Mission 48 because that's just, it's going to be so difficult, but I know if anyone can do it, you can do it because you are a rock star. Ken, I appreciate it. And I appreciate one, what you're doing here and having me on, um, but just spread the word that you're doing. Like I said before, I know, especially when you do something new or something like this, it's like, how do I even start something? But the people that you are leading to Christ through this and connecting with, I'm blessed to be a part of it. So thank you for the work that you do. Wow, what an unbelievable conversation today. Thanks to Kelsey again for coming on. For all the listeners out there, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. If you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.